Hey everybody, it is 2021. Welcome back to the Soap Opera for Dudes Digest, a podcast chronicling the real-life drama, emotion, and heartbreak of a fantasy football league in which we obsess over assigning pretend points to real-life football players. I'm your host, Chris Smith, and... Each week, each podcast, whatever, we'll talk about the big roster moves, the upsets, victories, defeats, this week the draft in this league, and we will, of course, cover uh, the upsets, the emotion, the heartbreak, the possible victory this already for some folks, maybe, uh, and what we're looking forward to this coming football weekend which is a week away um it is one week before the start of the 2021 regular season we had our draft here we go let's get into it 2021 i'm so excited to be back guys uh and and so excited to be talking to you all everybody who listens i assume it's just the managers but if you're listening uh welcome uh hear about this silly fantasy football thing we do uh so we had the draft uh, and, and that was a couple weeks back. So the draft was uh, August 21st. And basically, you know, we, this was notable because it's the first year that we've done a salary cap draft. It used to be called auction drafts, but salary cap is much more respectful for the uh, highly skilled uh, players that we are drafting. Um, but essentially, in, in, instead of the snake draft, instead of taking our turn, your turn was every turn. There was always something that you could be doing to bid on given contracts with players. So, um, really different, I'll say. Uh, you know, I did a lot of reflection following the draft and, and just kind of see how I feel about it. Uh, you know, this is my first salary cap draft. And, uh, you know, I went in after a couple of mock drafts thinking I'd do like, okay, you know, not uh, great, but really excited to see how the, how the human players, how the real life drafters would do instead of bots or faceless people, you know, you all, my friends, uh, how am I going to fare against you? That's the whole point of this league. And I'll say before I jump into the draft, it was great to see you all on the zoom. Uh, those of you who could make it great to see faces. I love seeing faces. Um, you know, being far away in New York, it's just good to see your face, send pictures. I love it. Um, more pictures in the chat. Absolutely. Um, also, prior to the draft, I had kind of a stressful situation with my power being out and my internet being out for the first three quarters of the draft. Um, so I was on a phone with multiple devices. It was a whole deal, but thanks for thanks for bearing with. Uh, sorry I couldn't be on the Yahoo video chat, but I think we were on the Zoom. It made sense. It worked mostly. Cool. Good job. Um, so let's let's just start with how do I feel the salary cap draft went? Well, you can't talk about this year's salary cap draft without talking about the actions of the auto drafters. So that would be the teams or the computers running the teams for Craig, Tom, Brett, and Glenn, who was there. And I got to say, the Yahoo computer, way aggressive, really into the stars and scrubs. So they were outbidding by a lot uh, on the very, very top players and being very, very aggressive. Um, so for instance, uh, Craig's bot spent all but two bucks of his max, max budget on three players, Christian McCaffrey, Travis Kelsey, Calvin Ridley, right? Uh, Beege's bot spent all but $6 of its max budget on Nick Chubb, Devontae Adams, and Stephon Diggs. Tom's bot was a little bit more conservative relative to the other bots, spending 160 of the 200 budget on Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, and Darren Waller, then getting uh, Tyler Lockett for $19. Frankly, that that might be the steal of the draft, but um, we'll, we'll certainly get into some of those moves in, in a bit. But basically, if you look at who was, um, you know, kind of 
doing it up um, for the draft and, and those first picks, really it was robot, 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 robot. Matt actually scored the first human win, um, spending up $73 to get Ezekiel Elliott. And then shortly thereafter, Derek spent $74 to get Derek Henry. So Derek got Derek. Good job. Um, and then we had a robot grabbing Amari Cooper. Uh, and then, you know, we had some human, then a bunch of robot stuff. So the tier one running backs, the, the place where, um, people, the tiers one, two, three, however you classify your tiers where people really want to spend up and set that foundation. Many of the robot teams got those players and many of the, uh, human teams did not had to look for value elsewhere. So in terms of setting the tone, the computer was very, very aggressive and it definitely put, I think a lot of, of the humans on our heels during the draft a little bit and, and seeking out alternative strategies, um, which was okay on paper, objectively interesting, but John, uh, made a comment, uh, that, uh, I think it was John in the chat. It was John or Drew that said, um, you know, it'd be a lot more fun if it was all humans. Um, because that way, if somebody's being aggressive, you can, talk some trash to them. You, you know, they're probably talking some trash back. You're getting a sense of the psychology of what's going on rather than this faceless robot. Whereas we're all like, you know, people who know each other, uh, and having fun together, uh, in that way is, is part of what we really like about the league. So, you know, um, that said, I realize with, uh, people's various availability, babies, work schedules, travel, all that stuff. Um, it's not always feasible. So I'm, I'm trying to have some generosity uh, here. I don't want to say that it's mandatory the next time we do a salary cap draft that, you know, everybody be there in person. But it certainly set a tone, I'll say. Um, but I, as I said, you know, humans were on our heels looking for good value. Was there good value on the board? Absolutely. And I was really, really impressed with the human managers after that first couple you know what do you want to call the first round equivalent um you know as i said matt ponied up to get his person in ezekiel elliott uh derek ponied up to get his person in derek henry um you know and after that you know you really saw humans starting to win auctions because the computer had spent pretty much all their money so um you know that it was really uh, a fun thing to do um drafting with you all is always super fun and I really enjoyed my time. Did I do great? Eh, well, we'll talk about it. I'm, I'm not sure I did. Um, but, you know, just in this random sort of thought here, um, uh, I'm just going to swear still that I didn't mean to bid $49 for David Mont Montgomery. I meant to type 29, and I was in a, a draft haze, and it was a typo, and I hit clicked, misclicked too early. And now I have David Montgomery and didn't have money for anybody else. Um, so, you know things happen, right? But but let's talk about how we did. Um, I'm just going to go in alphabetical order by name because I'm a school teacher or whatever. Um, but let's start with talking about Beach. Um, uh, so Beach was an auto drafter. Uh, his team is, uh, you know, as we talked about with the auto draft strategy, the stars and scrubs, he is top heavy. So he's got Nick Chubb anchoring his run game and Stefan Diggs anchoring his wide receivers with the two Cleveland receivers backing him up. So you got Jarvis, he's got Odell. Um, and, you know, the computer found great value in the LA Chargers defense. It going to be awesome. Um, tried to find good value in Irv Smith Jr. at tight end, which would have been great had he not later gotten injured. 
um, and Matt Ryan at quarterback. So, you know, not a bad team at all, Beach. And, you know, starting to make moves. We'll talk about transactions uh, in a little bit. But, you know, the fact that, you know, I think the computer probably overpaid for those top end wide receivers, um, but then found some great, great value uh, later in the draft. You know, uh, it could be some really good stuff there. So, um, Beach is definitely it's one to watch among this computer group to say, okay, how is Stars and Scrubs going to play out? Speaking of, let's talk about Craig because Craig is next in the order. His team is even more Stars and Scrubs, right? Um, I already said he spent all but like two dollars of the budget um, uh, on on three people. So he's got Christian McCaffrey. He's got Travis Kelsey. Okay, Um, those two are huge difference makers at the position if history is any precedent here. And Calvin Ridley is set to have a monster season being the clear number one in Atlanta. So, yeah, we're all jealous. Uh, But Craig's team had to pay so much money to get those players that, um, you know, it's it's just um, uh, we'll we'll really have to see because like behind Calvin Ridley, his next best wide receiver is Juju Smith-Schuster. His next best running back is James Conner. Maybe yeah, he also has Antonio Brown. It could be a great value. Ryan Fitzpatrick could be a great value. Doing a defense um, for a dollar is great. Corey Davis for one dollar is an amazing value. I mean, so the computer definitely found some good value for Craig. And it might be a really, really scary team. It might not. Um, so we'll, we'll, it's just, it's riding that edge. Um, the next sort of uh, robot team to talk about is Glenn. And Glenn uh, has a more interesting makeup of his team, I'll say. Um, he's got uh, some good wide receivers with Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Amari Cooper, and his running back one to anchor his team is Alvin Kamara, who might be just amazing. Really set up for success um, with regards to the Michael Thomas injury. So, like, Alvin Kamara is basically the number one option for sure in new orleans to to start the year um you know glenn also managed to get lucky luck has a a, plays a huge role in fantasy football with injuries and and everything else so glenn's computer paid a dollar for james robinson um and then uh travis Etienne, the other running back in jacksonville who everybody thought would steal all that volume away from james robinson got injured for the season uh during preseason uh glenn also has tom brady quarterback great value again and robert tunyon uh at tight end should should pardon me also be another great value curtis samuel wide receiver um might be a total steal as well. So Glenn uh, has a more balanced team than a lot of the other computers. I don't know Glenn if Glenn was guiding anything there or not. I, I think not. Um, but, uh, you know, again, top-heavy, not a lot of depth in that sort of mid-tier range, but you don't always need that. You know, if, if he can play smart and, um, you know, uh, a lot of these computer com- computer drafted teams, you know, maybe are looking for that next big breakout to complement their team rather than getting a proven thing in those sort of secondary roles. Um, lastly, for the computer teams, Tom, um, you know, we already talked about it. He's got Dalvin Cook. He's got Saquon Barkley. So his running back's taken care of. Uh, he's got Darren Waller at tight end, who should be just a lock at, at volume and, and value there. So, you know, nothing, nothing too horrible there. He's got Tyler Lockett as his wide receiver one, who at $19, I think was a total steal, even though according to fantasy pros value, he overpaid. Um, but then it sort of goes downhill. He's got a couple of Houston players, never a good sign looking at the Houston team. So we've got David Johnson at running back, Brandon Cooks at wide receiver. He's got Kirk Cousins for his quarterback. Um, you know, it's just sort of like, eh. You know, the rest of the team is very, eh. 
Tom, and uh, that's that's okay. I don't. It's not an insult given how good the top of your roster is. But uh, again, between these four teams, we're really going to see what quote unquote stars and scrubs the strategy. Um, will do and and how managers can be successful in that because it may be like you know it, Tom if what he was saying you know about salary cap drafts that um, what he loves is that he has access to top end players and that it for him is the key to a successful season and he didn't feel like he had that in a snake draft format so Tom let's let's see what happens um, by the way us humans are here to prove uh, prove the bots that that we can do it too. Um, Colin, uh, first up on the team human, uh, in terms of alphabet, uh, really bided his time and, and spent, uh, his money more, much more slowly. Uh, but he still got Daryl Henderson and Najee Harris for, for really good prices and, and to anchor his team at running back. Um, so, you know, good job there. Um, he has Josh Allen as quarterback who should have a monster season, um, if you know if last season is anything to go by um and you know he's got cooper cut up a wide receiver he's got kyle pitts at tight end who might be amazing we'll see uh miles gaskin should still have that nice volume for miami uh ronald jones underrated um and he picked up michael thomas for a dollar um who's injured the first he's on uh, IR the first five weeks so we'll see if that pays off later um but overall I think I think Colin had a really good draft and um you know well well done there um next up after CSD Derek uh spent big on Derek Henry and Patrick Mahomes uh so tried to go for real difference makers there but he also found uh, a real good value in Keenan Allen at wide receiver uh, and further down on his roster, he's got Melvin Gordon uh, for his Broncos. He's got Kareem Hunt, um, you know, at, at running back. Uh, he's got Kenyon Drake at running back as well. So some some really good values that he he found great prices um, to pay. Where he paid a dollar for Kenyon Drake, he paid a dollar for Gronk at tight end. Um, you know, I think uh, Derek should feel really happy with his roster, I think, at this point. And he's definitely prepared to go streaky and put up a lot of big points with uh, Keenan Allen and Allen Robinson um, at, at wide receiver. So, um, yeah, inter- interesting to watch there. And then let's talk about Drew. Um, Drew uh, talked a big, big game at the beginning of August about he was going to auto-draft every single evening before the draft. Uh, and or he's going to mock draft, not auto draft, mock draft. Um, so I'm very curious, Drew, if you actually did that. Um, but certainly Drew got a ton, a ton of value. And when I say value, I mean he, um, if you look at like Fantasy Pros um, prices for player contracts, given our league rules, so you can plug in your, you know, how many spots we have in each position, uh, including bench, and it sort of tabulates based on its expert values at the time how much um, it thinks each player should go for. Drew blew us out of the water in terms of he paid less for player contracts than uh, those values like time and time again. So he got Chris Carson for $31 when they were valued at uh, $39. Um, he overpaid for Antonio Gibson a bit um, when I say, but 51 versus the value of 44. Not much, especially in a league where you really have to pay up to get the person that you want. He's a big uh, Washington football team fan, so that makes sense that he wanted to pursue him. Uh, and also, I think Antonio Gibson's set for an awesome season. Uh, he also has Miles Sanders for $18 instead of his value of 37 He had... Um, you know, Mark Andrews for 12. We let him get Mark Andrews for 
what were we doing? Um, Drew is just going to have a monster year. His Aaron Rodgers is quarterback in his in his FU season. Uh, he's got some great depth at wide receiver in Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton, um, Devonta Smith. He got for a dollar. Um, so this might be the one where Drew skated under the radar a little bit, but I am I'm very scared of Drew's team, uh, especially from a value perspective, um, given those values at the time of draft. So. Um, you know, good job. Uh, John also played very, very well. Um, he paid up uh, to get those foundational running backs at Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor to anchor up that ground game. And he got Lamar Jackson for his QB. Lamar is not a bad way to go when you want those points on the ground. Uh, definitely going to propel his team to get good points pretty much every single week. Uh, he also got valuable receivers in Adam Thielen, Deontay Johnson, T. Higgins, and Jamar Chase. So John, uh, oh yeah, and he got uh, T.J. Hawkinson, a tight end who should have a great breakout season. So he did really, really well. On top of that, he happened to have the depth of Gus Edwards at running back. J.K. Dobbins got hurt. So um, yeah, really, again, lucked out there to make his roster even better than it was uh, a couple weeks ago when he drafted it. So, wow, um, I, uh, I think I'm facing up against John this week, and yep, I am, and I am not favored to win. Just sneak peek there. Um, next up, Matt uh, spent up to get uh, Zeke and um, Jefferson, Justin Jefferson there, um, and he also has Julio Jones, DeAndre Swift. So he has a really, really nice core, and I think um, spent where he wanted to spend. Uh, Justin Herbert is a QB, and if last year's any indication, after his amazing record-setting rookie season, um, you know, he's going to be absolutely explosive. And uh, Matt also found some great values later in the draft with Robbie Anderson, Javante Williams, uh, and the Washington defense. So, you know, I, I think the humans are doing really credibly here. Uh, if anything, no, we don't have the top, top, top end people, but Zeke's going to put up some good points. You know, uh, Justin Jefferson's not going to be a slouch this year for, for Minnesota. So I think, you know, it, of anybody, um, on team human, I'll say, I think Matt did the closest job of the stars and scrub strategy that he could with how aggressive the, the computer was, was playing. And I think got some awesome depth, uh, and savings based on the computer having spent all that money. So good job, Matt. Um, Scott, uh, was definitely on the more temperate side. Um, maybe that's his personality. Maybe he just had a new baby and was really tired or, or whatever, but he definitely spread his money out more evenly than any, any of the rest of us. So he didn't do stars and scrubs. He got the, the later value. So we got AJ Brown at receiver, uh, George Kittle, JK Dobbins. Yikes. Sorry, dude. There goes like 30 of your dollars. Uh, Terry McLaurin and Robert Woods to start. I mean, he was the biggest victim of preseason injury so far with Dobbins, Travis Etienne, and LaVisca Chenault. So three of the biggest injuries so far, totally getting hurt, amounting to $47 of his $200 budget, just basically out before game one. So that's terribly unlucky. But Scott, you're a savvy player. You've had amazing pickups in the past um, after week one, week two, you know, good eye for talent. Uh, he's down, but he's not going to be out for long. So um, definitely looking forward to Scott's team and, and seeing what moves he makes. Uh, and talking, we'll talk about some moves he's made already. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll see, Scott. Uh, yet another uh, tough road to hoe, it seems. Um, and lastly, me, I, I did okay. You know, I'm called glass case of emotion. I didn't want to be too tilty here. Um, I, I have okay running backs with Clyde and, and David Montgomery, who I paid too much money for. I acknowledge too much money. 
they should be all right. They should be solid enough. The volume is good. And I've got some okay to good uh, wide receivers in CeeDee Lamb, now off the COVID list, and DJ Moore. Um, I paid more that was good on paper to get Kyler Murray, and then I also got Dak Prescott at QB. Um, you know, I think I was doing a bit of price enforcement on Dak. I thought he was too low. Um and nobody else bids. So, you know, I, I love that I have a Dak stack here with, with C.D. Lamb. And I, I you know, I, I don't relish the fact that I'm going to have to choose between playing Dak versus playing Kyler every week. Um, so we'll see if I can arrange a trade or something like that. But I also got Tyler Higbee at tight end. And I got some other, uh, I think, pretty solid pieces uh, in, in my team. We have really small benches uh this year uh as we did last year and i think it's kind of fun to have really small benches but it also means like you know i'm gonna have to wait for somebody to fail really before i make a move uh especially because i'm like basically keeping at least one quarterback on my bench at all times uh for the time being so from a strategic perspective i don't love my team but i definitely think i've got a lot of potential to put up some some good points um especially if i can sort of dial in and calibrate a little bit so yeah we'll we'll see um and uh, you know that's basically the draft um you know it actually was quicker than i thought um you know we're already at 20 minutes here but the draft i think was only 90 ish minutes um which is quicker than we've done with snake draft before um with those sort of time limits and everything else i think it really kept it moving which was really good and uh we were really efficient about it i think um really a lot of action there was a lot of drama you always had to stay focused the entire time or you'd miss something that was going on like drew picking up somebody really good um but uh overall i i i think i like it you know john if you're listening, I'll say, you know, you love it because you think it's a better simulation of being a general manager in football. I hear you. I'm still not convinced that a salary cap draft is a better game than a snake draft in terms of the rhythm, in terms of being more inclusive, in terms of um, sort of the, the, the pace of it and, the you know, how much mental bandwidth it takes. I'd be curious to try it again, certainly. Um, but... You know, I'm not, you know, it's not like I play sports video games to have the most accurate simulation. I play to have fun. And and so was this more fun? I'll, I'll leave it up in the air. You know, I think was this a more equitable test of every manager's skill, regardless of what position they were in the draft? Absolutely. Um, with the exception of Team Robot. Team Robot, I hate you. I hate the robots every time. Um, but at the same time, uh, I think we all got very good, very interesting teams out of the draft. Uh, we don't do draft grades, I don't think, uh, this year with the uh, Yahoo. I'm sure I wouldn't have that great of a grade, but, um, you know, they don't know what they're talking about anyway. So there we go. And that's the draft. Now we're, you know, draft has happened. It's been a couple of weeks. Preseason games have been happening. It's really fun to watch football. People have been making moves as a result. Also, here's a thing, Scott, I want I want your opinion on this because there are no transaction limits in the preseason it seems. And Scott, how do you feel about no transaction limits because I hate transaction limits. I've come out against them so many times. Why would you want to limit your fun? Why would you want to limit the amount of moves you make? I think the edge case of somebody picking up and dropping uh, players immediately to prevent other people from getting them um is visible it's obvious when people do that it's enforceable by the commissioner um 
you know, and otherwise you're just limiting everybody's fun for this edge case. So that's my one time this season. I'm going to say transaction limits can go burn in, in heck. Uh, I, I don't like them, but, um, we now have an interesting experiment where we get to see how many transactions people want to do. Um, one season, I uh, swapped out uh, Patrick Mahomes before he was good to uh, pick up Andy Dalton, and I will never live that down. So I'm trying to I'm trying to stay cool unless there's an injury or something. Uh, knock on wood. And certainly Scott had some injuries to deal with. Other people did too. Let's talk about them. So um, Scott dropped the injured Lavishka Chenault and picked up Tua Tagovailoa. Tagovailoa. I'm gonna say that this season for sure. Uh, and uh, let's see, Scott picked up LaVisca Chenault and dropped Zach Moss. So Scott drops a player, Pete picks him up, sees some value there. Um, Scott also dropped the injured Travis Etienne Jr., picked up preseason New Orleans wide receiver Marquez or Marquez Callaway, um, who was awesome in that game. So I get why you picked him up. But then Scott uh, dropped Marquez uh, Callaway and added Devontae Booker, the backup uh New York Giants running back because Saquon might not be 100% before game one. Colin picked up Jacoby Myers. Um, Michael Thomas is on the injured reserve list, so um, Colin basically just had a free spot, could pick him up. Uh, speaking of Myers, Tom picked up Jason Myers, the kicker, and dropped Will Lutz. Matt picked up Michael Pittman Jr. And uh, of the Colts, seems like going to be a, a great move with uh, T.Y. Hilton out for a little bit uh, and dropped Tyler Boyd. Scott picked up Gio Bernard, who is also now injured. Maybe Scott, you're cursed. Who knows? And dropped uh, J.K. Dobbins. Uh, Beege added uh, Gerald Everett, uh, the Seahawks tight end, and dropped Irv Smith Jr. He also swapped kickers, and he also added Chuba Hubbard and dropped uh, Alexander Madison. So we'll see what he's doing with his backup uh, running backs there. Um, and that's, that's what's happened so far. So we've got some people making some moves, trying to optimize the roster. Nothing big yet, um, but uh, no trades or anything to talk about quite, quite yet. But um, we've still got some, some, good, some good action coming up. We've got another week um, where I don't think in the next week we're going to see injuries pop up, maybe some COVID stuff. Um, but otherwise, I think it's going to stay a bit stable before uh, everybody, uh, I don't know, starts off with week one. So let's, let's do it to it, boys. Uh, no side bet sidebar. Nobody's been betting on matches yet. Um, if they do, we'll talk about it next week. Um, I got to say GIF of the week. Matt had an amazing GIF um, when he was uh, kind of taunting Scott slash consoling Scott a little bit. It was a little bit of both. Um, we had this little kid who was hot gluing his own uh, pants in the front of the pants and then felt how hot it was and reacted. Uh, it was a very good GIF. And uh, if I could find my bell, why did I start recording without my bell? But I would definitely give you ding GIF of the week. Um, otherwise, emotions corner. We're just going to keep the same structure as last year. Uh, I'm just feeling stoked. I, I love this time of year. I love going into fantasy football with you all. And um, it's it's always a really good time. It's great communication. It's great to stay in touch. And um, also football is, is fun and exciting to watch. And I like it. So, yeah, everybody have a great uh, last official week of summer uh before labor day weekend uh is coming up i guess and and football season so be safe out there take care of yourselves uh take care of your families and uh, we will talk after week one to talk about all this great football action so uh so happy and proud to be with you all again and um yeah let's do it fantasy football what d-r-a-m-a drama (laughs) right there
Yep, for